hi, and welcome to the Tell It Like It Is, the Kingdom Way program with Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and I have my friend, Apostle Dr. Marshall McGee, on with me today. And remember, I'm going to make my little advertisements, at least until the, the con, uh, conversion. Here's my new book, uh, The Spirit of the Fear of the Lord in You. And uh, you can read what Apostle Marshall wrote in this book. And then the book, Smile, Laughing, uh, Smile, uh, The King's Will for You is to Smile, Laugh, and Be Happy. And my next book is on the, on, on the wheel. I'm working on it right now. Uh, <clears throat> Apostle Marshall mentioned something last week about the heavenly gateway, and that just kind of opened things up for me. And I have him here today, and I don't know if that's where he's going to go or that's where we're going to go, but welcome, Apostle Marshall. So talk to me, talk to us about where we're going today. That just, I mean, that was like, woo, lights went off when you when you mentioned that. I mean, you know, like, oh, because it's 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 necessary, you know. You were talking about disruption and 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 explosions and all of this stuff. So I mean, you know, it's better than one of them Star Wars movies. So you know, talk to us. <laughs> we're gonna get to the gateways. I'm gonna give a, a little bit more insight with that. I think this is like I said before last time that it that we we just you know the more we're aware uh, of who we are the better we're going to be able to really manifest the true reality of why we're in the earth realm. God created us to be eternal beings. And I believe that with all my heart that uh, we are eternal. And I would dare to say <laughs> that we are also touching because he abolished death in his in his physical body on the cross, the scriptures teach us that we can embrace immortality now because of what he did. Uh, as we propagate this gospel of the kingdom, that's Second uh, Timothy 1.10 talks about that. So we can embrace immortality now. We could almost say we are eternal, but we could also say, do we dare say we are mortals? <laughs> do we dare say we're mortals? Uh and it's like in the natural, it's hard for our minds to grasp that. But I'm telling you, if we can start really understanding the whole nature of sacrifice, of resurrection, and all the things that happen to bring us to these points. There's a scripture over in 1 John chapter 4. I'm not, oh, I don't have my, yeah, let me look it up. Let me get the scripture so I don't want to misread it. Uh, I'll read it so I won't misquote it. I could maybe quote it because I do know the Bible, but I want to read it. First John, no, John. Is it first John or John? Is it one of them Johns? John chapter, first John, I'm sorry. First John chapter four. And I want to read just one verse here and we'll get into this. First John chapter four, verse one. Um, that ain't it. That ain't it. Lord have mercy. Which one is it? How many Johns we got? Oh, my God. That's not it. That's talking about the spirits. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Lord, help me here today. That's not it. Okay. Thank you. Nope. I'm, um, now I know I know where I'm supposed to be going with this. 
Anyway, the scripture says, I can't get it right. I don't want to waste a lot of time trying to find it. I was going to try to quote it, but I really didn't want to, oh, um, quote it wrong. And I think I'm in the wrong place. That's why I can't see it. Quote it and I'll find it. It's Revelation chapter four. I don't know why I was thinking, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have never found it. Thanks, Holy Ghost. Revelation chapter four, verse one. First time I heard your scripture, it resonated with me years ago, and it since has been resonating. And, and we talk about heavenly gateways. Just want to touch this real quick, and then we'll move from here. Notice what he says. This is New King James. He says, after these things, I looked and, be, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Wow. Think about that. Now, now let me read it again from the Passion. Then suddenly, after I wrote down these messages, I saw a portal open into the heavenly realm. And the same trumpet voice I heard speaking with me at the beginning said, ascend into this realm. I want to reveal to you what must happen after this. And quickly, verse two, the first part of it says, instantly I was taken into the spirit realm. Wow. There's an open door, y'all. There's an open door. And so part of that, and the reason I want to read that text, because it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an admonition to us, we have to come up now. We have to elevate in the spirit. We have to ascend from the earthly realm or earthly-based thinking into those heavenly dimensional places. We have to uh, consciously transition there or mentally, as one text says, mentally relocate ourselves there. Otherwise, you're not going to get there because this stuff is of the spirit. So we can't do this in our flesh. But notice what the word says here. And let's go here. And I'm going to move from here. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, this is a passion translation. Uh, in 21, it says, but we are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, who would transform our humble bodies and transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glorified body. And using his matchless power, he continually subdues everything to himself. So one translation says that our citizenship is in heaven, from which we eagerly wait for the, uh, the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. The principle is the more we hold on to Jesus, it's more like we're coming into this place of divine interface. And the more we do, when we do that, the more we become a reflection of his image here in the earth realm. Now, the Bible teaches in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, whom he foreknew, he also predestined to conform to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Wow. So the image of the son of God is manifest into the lives and hearts of the true believers. And when that happens, the believers are transformed. Uh, and so there's a transformation that takes place. But all of this happens because we are beginning to conform to the image of Jesus, who's the pattern son. The church is the corporate son. Jesus, the pattern son, he looks something like Philippians 5 and uh, 
chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Now, let me get to where we're going as we talk about heavenly gateways. I'm going to read this text from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 15, uh, 45 through 49. This is a powerful, uh, I did a teaching on this, actually, Resurrection Sunday. I taught around some of this, this, this scripture. As it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven, as was the man of dust. So also are those who are made of dust, and as the heavenly man. So also are those who are heavenly. And as we have bore the image of the man of the dust, watch that part. As we have bore the image of the man of the dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. The reality of our true created selves will take place as we come into this idea that we are life-giving spirits just as Jesus was. Because it makes us, the reality of our true selves causes us to, to know that we are life-giving spirits. Because there's another image of you that is the true image, and that is the image of the heavenly man. So the resonate frequency of who I am in the, in the spirit, that is a light being, begins to vibrate and causes my soul to resonate with that frequency. And when my soul begins to resonate with the frequency of heaven, I begin to be transformed from the inside out. And I begin to become literally a reflection of my eternal image. I become one. I'm able to be open and I'm able to radiate now with the true identity of who I am as I become transformed and transfigured into the image of who he is. So let's look at this because I really believe that the, the, the vibrational frequency that he resonates from, the more we can touch those realms and dimensions in the spirit, it literally causes there to be a transformation, but more than a transformation, a transfiguration. I believe we're supposed to get to the place that we transfigure to the point that we start shining, literally shining in the earth. And we literally become the light in the darkness of this world. We are lights of the world, but we even more so because we literally, there's a residence that, that emanates from us because we're shining. So let's look at the, the, the gateway thing. Now, the gateway is a place of authority where dominion is exercised. Remember, we are in fact created to be and becoming a gateway. That is a connecting place between heaven and the earth. So when we think in terms of being a gateway, you are a connector or connecting place between the heavens and the earth. If heaven is going to come into the earth realm, then God needs a connector or connecting place which is you and me. So we, in a sense, become the gateway or the access point of heaven into the earth realm. Heaven can't come into my part of the earth if I don't become the connecting place. 
This is what I'm talking about, heavenly gateways. If I don't become the connecting place, it can't come into my immediate environment. And the same thing is true for you. Remember, Matthew 6.10 says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So watch this. So whoever controls your soul and your bodies or your different gateways, they're able to exercise authority and dominion and control over you. Your gates are designed to be open and flowing from the inside out so that you can become a gateway of heaven. And I think this is important because our eyes and our ears, their windows, their gates that we. And the problem is one of the things we haven't, you know, we have the eye gate, the ear gate, you know, uh, uh, for sure. We know we have those gates. But the problem is, here's the issue, that everything has flowed from the outside in. And what happens is we conform to that pattern. That's the world, world's way of looking and seeing things. But for us to be conformed to the heavenly pattern, everything must now begin to flow from the inside out. That's why our gates need to be open and active. Whoever sits in your gate, remember, that's the one who controls it. I believe that because of the fall, Adam not only, you know, we said he, he you know, that I think the greatest thing that happened in the garden was he lost the image of God. When he lost the image of his father, he lost his mind. And when he lost his mind, he began to live like something he was never created to live from. But before that, Adam lived out of this, I believe, this dimensional place in the spirit where he was able to do everything from his spirit and, and exercise from the inside of his spirit outward instead of looking at the world and then taking it in and then coming to a conclusion. God never intended for us. That's Now, original 10 is we're supposed to live from our spirit. Everything is supposed to manifest from our spirit out. And if we learn to really reclaim that and live from that, I believe we get to the place where you start seeing the future and then you just start living from what you see. And in essence, you end up not even having a future because <laughs> you're just living by what you see. That's how God created us. We're supposed to live by what we see from our spirit, not what we interpret from the world around us. Because your spirit connection to the Father is the purest connection you can have. And there is no mixture. There's no defilement in that spirit realm. Even your soul. Remember we talked last week about getting, that's why you got to get your soul out the way. So you can touch these places. I believe this stuff. I'm not just, I believe this. And I'm leaning my head into this the best way I know how. I'm like, Holy Ghost, give me more insight. Give me more Revelation, because here's the thing, who again, whoever sits in your soul gate controls it. Whoever sits in that gate, the gateway to your life. Remember, you, through your spirit, is the gateway between heaven and earth. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says this, this is the passion. For we have the living word, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. Of our hearts. So to truly understand ourselves, we need the perspective or the perspective of the living word of our creator God. You don't even know yourself if you don't have saw yourself the way God says who you are 
through his word. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, what is he? He's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, everything's become new. Let me read this testimony. I call this Paul's testimony of Paul the Apostle. This is Colossians chapter uh, 1, verse 26, and this is, again, the Passion Translation. Paul says it like this. He said, there's a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifest for every holy believer to experience. Living within you, verse 27, I love this, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people, and God wants everyone to know it. Wow. So in 2 Corinthians, he says, verse 13 and 5, so he says, examine yourselves or test yourselves as to whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. Think about that. Test yourself. Examine. Are you really in the faith? Part of being in the faith is not, quote, speaking what we would call the word of faith, but is knowing that Jesus the Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, is living on the inside of you. So you got to test that. Examine yourself. Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you. There was also in Christ Jesus. Think about it. What kind of mind did Christ have? Being in the form of God, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. And, oh, my God. Being in the form. That word form, in other words, is the outward expression or shape. It's the image or likeness. Being in the form, he didn't thought. Jesus didn't think anything was wrong with him being like God. I love that. He didn't think anything was wrong. Now, that's how I interpret that. He didn't see anything wrong with being like his daddy. Every child should have some attribute or witness in their life that that you have been fathered by your whoever your father is hopefully in the spirit we've been fathered by our heavenly father so there should be we should carry the attributes of who he is in the earth realm so that when you see me when i see you i should know who your daddy is <laughs> you know paul said who's your daddy is the devil your daddy or the heavenly father your daddy because we're going to live like who our daddy is. Go ahead. Go ahead. I see your head. I see that head. <laughs> okay. Here's the deal. I just have to drop this in there. We, The devil's children have no problem identifying with their father. When I was one of his kids, I had no problem. I looked like him. I acted like him. I was deceitful like him. I was bold like him. His children have no problem. You look at it right now today. They have no problem. They, 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 uh, the, the confusion, the sexual, the, I mean, all of these different immoralities, they look like their daddy. What, when <coughs> they duplicate him, when are we 
it's time what you're saying you're you're challenging us apostle you're challenging us to look like the father that we say we have that we are yes. come on that's right that's the challenge who are we going to look like who are we going to look like so again let's go back to that part of that text where it says so examine yourselves test yourself to see if you are in the faith. Galatians 2.20 says it like this from the New Living Translation. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for if keeping the law could have made us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Remember, the first man was a living being, but the last Adam was a life-giving spirit. Now, there's a scripture I want to quote here from Corinthians 15 and 51. Where Paul starts off that text, he says, Behold, I tell you, a mystery. Now we know a mystery, that's a Greek word, mysterion. It means divine secret. It, it, in fact, it's a kind of secret that is only given to those who are initiated into a different. Anybody can touch these secrets. These is a divine. You got to be initiated into some of these things. Okay. Doesn't mean you're greater. You just ain't been called to the table yet. Uh, but he says, show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we all will be changed. And I believe part of what he's saying is as long as we stay in the dominion and the realms of our soul, when God intended for us to live from our spirit and manifest his life and his nature in the earth realm, people who are living according to the soulish realm, in a sense, you are asleep. But there was a revelation of the life of God. There's a revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory, the revealed knowledge that the living, resurrected Jesus now lives on the inside of me will cause many, will cause many to awake from soul sleep into life of the spirit, the life of the spirit. And in the life of the spirit, there is no toil, there is no labor, there is no struggle, there is no perspiration. I'm telling you, because remember, it is a place, as you learn to touch these dimensional places, there's a place where you come into what I call creative rest. Because you're living now from life in the spirit and ain't no effort. Stuff is just flowing from the heart of the Father. Things are just flowing to you from the heart of God to you. And again, as you see in that realm, you begin to live from what you see. Glory That's seeking first the kingdom of God. That is the true kingdom. That is what it means in Matthew 6, That is what it means to seek first the kingdom of God. The, uh, Whoa! You 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 opened it up. You touched it. I had to, I had to say it. That's what it means. That's what it means. That's what it means. We gotta do that's it first. Come on, that's good. 
Seek first the kingdom. Somebody ought to say, seek first the kingdom, you little listing. You just, you just described the kingdom. You just described the kingdom. A lot of the rest of this crap that's being talked is not the kingdom. Come on. That is the kingdom of God. What you just said is the kingdom of God. That you talked about no toil. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. We're talking about, we're talking about this. This is the kingdom. That's living the kingdom's way. That's living in the kingdom. It's seek to live in the kingdom. You just you just said it. I didn't mean to interrupt what you're saying, but my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. This is getting good. We're made as spirit beings. And remember, we're heavenly gateways. That means we have access to spiritual realms. We really do. When Adam was first created, he had access to the heavenly realms. There was nothing that could stop him. But hear me, it was only sin that essentially caused the loss of identity and that caused him, when he lost his identity, he lost access to that dimensional spiritual place. And the glory he was covered with dissipated. Look at it this way. When Adam fell, it's just like a bandwidth or a frequency of revelation was removed from him so that he could no longer see into the things of a higher bandwidth or frequency. He couldn't see into those higher dimensional realms of heaven. That's what sin caused. Thank God for the blood that cleanses us and washes away all the sin. So if God's kingdom is going to come on the earth as it is in heaven, it's going to, it's, we're going to have to fulfill the mandate of Adam. That is to rule again in the realm of the spirit. And by doing so, we can begin. See, once we learn to access spirit realms correctly, we can reconfigure the natural realms. And as we learn to do that, we can make the earth look like heaven. We can fulfill that mandate and see the glory of God fill the earth. Because the Bible did say in Numbers chapter 14, hear the words of the Lord God himself. Truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. My God. And so we got to come into this now. Ain't no more waiting. Somebody's waiting on an experience, and I just read over there in, in, in Revelation chapter 4 where the Bible said, Come up here. We got to be the ones to move now. We have to relocate spiritually, mentally, and get a greater conscious awareness that there's much, much more because we're the connecting place between the heavens and the earth. We got God's about a half a minute. <laughs> he's opened things up so we can gain access and we can begin to operate in two realms in the earthly and the heavenly and we must first learn to rule in the heavenly realms and then we can bring that rule into the realm of the natural natural this is what the true power of transformation starts looking like i'm telling you <laughs> creation's waiting on us i'm back to romans 8 creation's waiting on us moaning and groaning waiting on somebody in the earth to be the connecting place between the heaven and the earth so we can speak correction into the chaos as a result of the fall. 
And this is why <clears throat> when you go back over and you read Matthew 6 and then you get down to 633, you will see a difference because you have just described, you have just opened up the kingdom of God. This is what it means to seek first the kingdom of God. He was, it, it goes right back to Genesis. I mean, my God, my God, my God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Because this is what it is. I mean, otherwise, all we're going to do is talk a kingdom. Jesus manifested the kingdom of God just in the way that you're talking about. And he says, as I did it, you do it too. Oh, thank you, Apostle Marshall. Thank you. <laughs> I guess you can tell I got a little bit excited here. Yeah, thank you, now you're coming into my te We're coming into each other's territory. I mean, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. I just so love you. I so appreciate you. Uh, people, uh, I don't have time for any announcements or whatever it is, but be sure and join us next week when we're here and he and I are going to, he is going to open up. We're going to open up more of the kingdom so that you can see that what we're releasing is real and we can walk in it. So we'll see you next time when we're here telling it like it is the kingdom way. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Jesus. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for kingdom inspiration.